Welcome to Thunder Thighs and Lightning, a true life comedy podcast about the modern day hustle. I'm Kristen. And I'm Kat. And this podcast has been deemed explicit due to crass language and the absurdity of who we are. Pants are not required. Thanksgiving's over, but I still have a lot of stuff that I'm appreciative for. What yeah. Are, what are you thankful for? Unprotected sex. <laughs> Because without it, uh, I wouldn't be here. Oh. Oh. No, I can't. That's really sweet I can't way to talk that, about your parents. Well, I can't say that that came from me. <laughs> I was actually at Thanksgiving with my cousins many, many years ago. And we were going around the table and everyone was getting really sappy. And then it got to my cousin, Nicole, who is like a fucking dynamite comedian. She's hilarious. And she was like... She just basically paused and looked at everybody and she was like, I'm thankful for unprotected sex because without it, I wouldn't be here. And I was like, I'm going to use that one day. <laughs> I'm going to use that forever. Here I am. I'm using it. I love it. I think that there's a lot to be, well, like I just said, um, this is coming out after Thanksgiving. So we've probably all just thought about everything that we're grateful for. But I think that there's a lot to be thankful for even in this shitty year. No, for sure. And I think that you and I talk a lot about just like those, like the opportunities and not the losses, but um, I don't know. Like I'm thankful for whoever decided to put wine in a box. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Franzia. So we don't have to look at the damage. I, I feel like Carlo Rossi is actually like, he should get the the real big <laughs> things because he had the jug. But. Um, oh yeah. The jug is like. I, but Sir Maurizio Franzia. I'm making that uh, up. Yeah, of Italy. Of Italy. Of the red wine region. Of, um, I bet he's from Jersey. 1700s. New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, he definitely put it in a box. But he's like, you know what? This would be I'm great in pour a this satchel. wine in a baggie. I'm going to put this in a satchel. And then I don't want people in church to know it's wine, so I'm going to put it in this box. Yep. Well, Jesus juice. But. Um, what are you thankful for? I, okay. I honestly. We made lists. You don't have to pretend like we did. I know. I'm looking at it. I just don't know where to start because I have my serious ones because I honestly do have a lot to be thankful for this year. I think we all do because it's been a fucking bullshit year on top of just every year. But one thing is just like, you know, Jay, his support, he's fucking amazing. And not being with a shitbag human is really nice. Like particularly when you're at home all the time. Yeah. I mean it's nice all the them. time. But. but but when you're able to be, you know, it's just like, wow, like I like instead of it being the opposite where I've been around him a bunch and I'm like, oh I don't like anything about you. It's the opposite. I'm like, I love all of these new things about you that I didn't really particularly pay attention to before. Sure. Um, also like honestly, like family and health and like this is gonna be sappy i'm sorry guys but like i am truly grateful to from the bottom of my heart for like my family's health and every day i'm like i'm not taking a day for granted with them like it's right. just i've got two parents that have got the cancer flus and my sister who's just a fucking smorgasbord of <laughs> god knows what and then i have a sister in taiwan who's like you know, susceptible to things like it's sure. just, it's hard. It's, it's, um, you know, you just are thankful for every day of like positive information. And that is something to not take for granted. 
And um, I'm also like super appreciative of all my new friendships that I've made through this whole COVID period. Like I have a weird new band of women that I didn't have before COVID. Right. Like, right. And I'm specifically talking about you, Nicole, if you're listening and are matching butthole tattoos. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I I haven't done that yet. Not yet. Um, But, you know, I just, I feel like that there has been some really positives of this. I have Basil Bays now, who's like in the car. Basil, Basil, Basil. She's on her period right now and she's bleeding all over the back of the FJ, but that's fine. I'm thankful to not have periods. Oh my God. You're so lucky. Fuck. I'm not a real lady. Surprise, guys. I'm a robot. Um, I'm also thankful for Double Mountain's delivery service that's bringing us lunch. and Really quickly. Really quickly. Um, (laughs) But, like, honestly, like, now not with the sappy stuff, but the (laughs) having a pandemic now and not in the fucking 90s when we didn't have the sources that we have now. Like... We didn't have YouTube and we didn't have streaming services in the 90s. And like, I think of like, we had a snowstorm and I lived kind of out in the ding, 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 dings. And I remember like literally taking everything out of the freezer and fridge and putting them in the shelf of snow that was like out the window when you would open it and like have that as our fridge there for a little bit, hoping that like rodents wouldn't get it because we had no electricity for like four days. And then, like, having the wood stove being our source of heat. So you'd be like, I'm so cold. And then all of a sudden, I'm sweating the devil out of me. I'm dying. And then, like... This is like Laura Ingalls Wilder shit. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> I grew up at the I same time as you. Yeah, in Hood River Valley, though. That's true. Um, but, I wasn't in Hood River Valley. Oh, but, uh, that's right. I keep forgetting you. I was in John Deere territory. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the real Laura Ingalls... <laughs> Territory, but like, but you know, I think about that and I'm like, if we have this, this pandemic fucking blows, but like our, um, our like ability to be at home and not really murder each other is pretty kind of nice. Like, yeah, no, I, we have distractions. I'm looking at, I'm looking at my list and like, I swear to God, five months ago, I never would have said I'm thankful for Zoom. But I am. You'd be like, ew, why am I looking at your forehead I, and watching you I know. breathe? I remember like at the very beginning, like doing all the Zoom happy hours and Zoom with friends and friends and friends. And then I got to this point where it was like, I don't normally go to 14 happy hours a week. This is not realistic. We're all caged up and losing our minds. And so it's sort of dissipated since then. But just like the technologies, the ability that like, I don't have to see everyone that I know around the country five times a week but I can see them once a month if I want to. Yeah. I mean, and it's not just zoom, like face all of that technology. And then I also put on my list podcasts. Yeah. Fuck man. Oh yeah. Like grateful that we started this podcast and like that you and I came to this position that we could do it and get a lot closer while doing it. But also just those distractions and things that you can do listening to stories and podcasts. If this would have happened 10 years ago, it wouldn't have been like that, you know, no. and maybe an audio book or something. And it's just podcasts are, you know, I love them because it's people telling their stories and I love storytelling and talking and sharing, but it's brought other voices, I think, to my life that I only gotten, I've gotten to see seven people, but I've gotten to hear the stories of 45 people or whatever. That's fucking rad. Yeah. Thankful for that. Thankful. Um, you mean to tell you the rest of my list? Yes. Um, fat squirrels. 
I. <laughs> this is the, this is one of my favorite times of year because all the outdoor woodland creatures get so chubby. And they just become little softballs with, like, heads and beaks. Aww. And they're the fucking cutest. We just sit in the backyard like senior citizens and watch the fat animals. Um, I also have, you have Jay and all of his support. I put down that Dave doesn't suck. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah. Dave can be, oh, a, Dave. Dave can be a handful sometimes. But sharing this quarantine space and our first year of marriage uh, has not been awful. We've like found a lot of really cool things to do. We have like a shitload of dance parties. Oh, which is really awesome. Dance parties are some of my favorite things in the world. You guys do have kind of the best dance parties. Well, and you guys, I've been in part of them. our listeners. I recently put up a uh, playlist from Spotify on our Instagram, and I think a couple of you have followed it, so you know how much I love dance parties. Um, Murdoch, obviously, my aging senile half deaf, half blind little dog who I think is just sticking around until the pandemic's over. Oh, I think she's like, but who knows when that will be? Yeah. If she sticks around till we have to stop wearing masks, she might be 42. Probably. (laughs) Just still the way it's going right now. Creaking around the house, beeping at me all the time. She's really holding out. Um, I was thinking about when you and Audrey and I were able to get away to those little cabins. So I said, getting to sneak off with your bubble. Oh, and I know that like a lot of people can't and haven't left their homes yet, but the three of us all work in professions where we've had to leave our homes to do them. And like, that's part of our life. We're still safe and we're still functioning personally and socially within our little bubbles. But like going to two nights at a cabin where the three of us just hung out was fucking cool. It looked way different than like travel has historically for me, but even being able to like drive 30 minutes away. We didn't know it was 30 minutes away when we booked it guys. It was kind of a funny realization that we had. It, talk about the ultimate staycation. It was like, <laughs> like we could have driven home. Like, Hold on guys. Picked we up, pack our up toothbrush. the car and then two seconds later, we're here. Also women always pack way too much stuff for every trip they oh, take yeah. ever. Yeah. If, even if you're like, you bring these five things, your friend will be just nodding her head and then bring 46 things. That's what that's, I've just recently, that's also something I'm very thankful for. Um, I've just recently gone on a small, before the shutdown again came right about, but um, went on a small um, girls kind of retreat. And it was just, it was like that. I feel like it was a decompression of just this entire time of like not being able to do anything social. And um, like, not that I was like the odd man out, but it's like a bunch of women that always are together. So it's like I didn't just because, you know, I just haven't like yeah. gone and done those things with them. So Absolutely. this is my first one. Um, but it was just it was a really safe and happy bubble. And it was like amazing doing that because I'm like, it's so hard as a, a not hard, but like when you're a grown up making new friends or friendships and having a really good time with no drama is like almost unheard of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and when you have that, it's just, it's fucking rad. It's super rad. rad. I think the ability to pick our bubbles up and move them to little safe Safe spaces is really cool. Yeah. And like, definitely especially here in the gorge we can do that 35 minutes from home yeah we don't have to go four hours or fly and the best part about ours is when we went we had a fucking pizza kitchen and dvds that were endless 
right there in our DVDs. Anyway. Um, I just have two more. Do you have more? No. Well, I'd probably add to it. I know, but I have the USPS. (laughs) I feel like I plug the Postal Service on here all the time, but I swear to God, I've sent out like our thank you cards for our wedding, postcards to people that were like their New Year's intentions, little gifts to people. I feel like there's this resurgence of um, small package sending or letter writing or just things that are really meaningful that we have the time to do and that like that need for connection is there. And so I know that I'm always, I don't have any affiliation with the postal service. (laughs) She's actually wearing her uniform right now. (laughs) I just got off a shift. That would kind of be my dream. But anyways, maybe I do have a desire. Um, And then the last one that I have just for this, and then we'll get into sharing some recipes after the break, but just our listeners. I know that you've had the experience of people just saying, thank you so much for uh, being a voice that I can check into every week or like telling your hilarious stories. Or I live alone when I'm sitting outside, like drinking coffee or during the summer, like my friend was laying by the pool and she's just like, I feel like I'm doing it with other people. Yeah. I feel like I'm at a happy hour and I'm alone all the fucking time. And I think that goes both ways, though. Like, hearing those stories from people, for me, has been awesome. No, totally. Honestly. It's part of, like, why I want to do this. Same. We're back. And we wanted to, even though it's after Thanksgiving, share some of our favorite recipes. Um, even if they're not Thanksgiving specific. No, none of my Thanksgiving I think they're just like Thanksgiving-ish. <laughs> we were talking about during the break uh, how, like, just cooking for people and cooking together and eating together obviously in the before times is like one of our favorite things to do yeah so i think that's why like thanksgiving is such a revered holiday for so many people um if you can get past the like all of your angry relatives sitting around the table avoiding talking about politics and get, get to the eating i think people are like just love coming together so we wanted to share with you guys a couple of our favorite recipes that sort of show up at not just Thanksgiving, but community, family, big eating events. Does that sound great? That sounds good. Um, My first one is, so I'm going to bastardize this because my friend Kristen, not me, that's not third person, her family does this uh, cheese ball every year that is like... My, so admittedly, my three recipes are like all very Midwestern. They're cans of things and they're sticks of things. And, and they're all made of mayonnaise mm-hmm. or Miracle Whip. A lot of dairy. Um, <clears throat> but this cheese ball basically is cream cheese, sour cream, garlic powder, onion powder, um, and then black pepper. And you just like put all those things together and mix them up with a with like an electric mixer and then you add shredded cheese to it. So like grated cheddar or something, just like yellow straight up cheddar, mix that all in, put it in the fridge and let it harden for like an hour or so. And then you take it out, you grease up your hands with even more fats and then you (laughs) make it into a ball. And then you just have like crushed or chopped pecans and you just roll it up in the pecans. That sounds pretty bomb. It's really, I mean, and then, yeah, so then you just, like, plop it in the middle of a tray and you put, you know, standardly, like, Ritz or di- different, like, salty crackers around it, like, in the Midwest. I would also recommend, like, 
vegetables just to mix it up a little bit. Maybe like a celery stick or a carrot, <laughs> things that could maybe at least boost the nutrients that are going into your body a little bit. Or they bit. can just be for garnish and you can just have all Very frequently, garnish. the things that I put dip on are simply a vehicle for the dip to get into my body. Yes, this is what the... Like if I could just like socially um, lick the dip off and then reuse the scoop, <laughs> I probably would. You actually show up with like an assortment of tiny little wooden spoons. <laughs> like Baskin Robbins. <laughs> You're like, hi, I've been I'm saving just here these. to sample dips. <laughs> this is the used spoon. Actually, this is a good this idea. This is a good idea. <laughs> this is a really good Talk idea. Talk about holiday side hustles. We are Holy going to be inventing shit. a spoon. Just like, it's just a tongue depressor. <laughs> Gross. I've got a lot of those. <laughs> well, I think that we're all set. So that's uh, that's a starter. Do you have any starters on your list? Oh, my starter, my favorite starter, is definitely not Thanksgiving theme. It's just whatever I make every time I have to make something that's going to make everybody just like go ape shit. Um, I like to get those rosemary and olive oil, but like loaves of bread. Yum, yeah. You ever had one of those? Yes. So fucking good. It's got a lot of flavor. Take that and you crisscross the shit out of it. Cut it on top. I don't know. This is where the recipe card comes into handy because I'm also. Like, I feel like I should hands. be filming the hand motions. That I know. I'm, right I'm showing you. It's like my sister used to say. It, if you like cut her sandwich, she call it dupe and dupe. <laughs> Oh. And so I'm like, it's a dupe, 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 and a dupe, dupe, dupe. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a lot of karate chops. A lot of karate chops. So then you take it, and then I always wear nitrile gloves because I'm a weirdo when I cook. And then I finger the shit out of the bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, if you're um, just tuning in, this is a Thanksgiving recipe it, episode. <laughs> this is not sexual. <laughs> um, but then if you take some pepper jack cheese or like a thing of a brick of pepper jack and then cut it into tiny little, little slivers and then shove it in between oh, those cracks you just dupe fingers, your dupe dupes yep and then you put a little bit of butter with i like usually will melt the butter with garlic on over the stove top and Yum. then i use that and i brush it on the top and then i'll take that and shove it into the oven at like 350 for like 20 minutes but until it's like the cheese is melted and then it's um Kind of bronzy. It's just like a pull-apart bread, right? Yeah, it's a pull-apart bread. Super like, cheesy, rosemary, yes. buttery. And then you pull. So when you're doing your dupe and dupes, you want to make sure that they all look like little diamonds. But what I'll do is put it in. Also, the other trick is I like make a weird um, spaceship contraption out of the aluminum foil around it. So it kind of like has a steam bath inside the oven. So it like, it's super moist. Yum. Hope that word doesn't. It's, just... it's gross for everyone that's listening. Yeah, but you want it that way. Like, <laughs> who, who doesn't? Uh, right. <laughs> so anyway, if you want my dupe dupe breads, um, but like, like I said, it's better on a recipe card. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, we we're gonna say this at the end, but for everyone who's still with us after that gross description, you're welcome. Um, we if you email us at thunderthighspodcast at gmail.com we will send you personalized recipe cards and some stickers some little merch swag um definitely throw your address in the email though otherwise we just, <laughs> just like sending it oh yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly to karen just sending it out <laughs> to karen the and baltimore <laughs> thanks for listening to us she probably needs our recipes she does um obviously on coming from the midwest one of mine is green bean casserole 
I know I can get into a recipe card on that, but that's a pretty standard one. You can actually just buy those jerkies, onions, and on the back of it, it says. Yeah, that's how I've always made it is from Campbell's soup cans, they tell me. 100%. Yeah. This time of year. And, And I will say lots of people make it with fresh green beans. That is not how it's done in the Midwest. And I'm not even talking about green beans that your mom picked from the garden and then canned herself. Just straight up canned green beans is my favorite way to go. If they're expired, they're even better. I'm going to be real with you. I have four cans in the pantry right now that I bought specifically to make it for Thanksgiving. And they were uh, four for $2. That's pretty awesome. Um, But I want to do a little bit more in-depth on my scalloped corn, which is... I say mine, like the Fix family created it, but we did not. This <laughs> is one of my Western. This is one of my favorite recipes for two reasons. One, it's like a mix between cornbread that's a little bit drier and firm that you would like eat a piece of, and like a cream corn kind of dish, which most normal adults don't eat. So it's somewhere in the middle. It's like rich, creamy, delicious, has a little bit of sweetness. I add some like salt and some spices to mine. Number two, the recipe is just one of these following things. (laughs) One can of corn, (laughs) one can of cream corn, (laughs) one tub of sour cream, one stick of butter, one egg, and one box of cornbread mix. And the best (laughs) corn ever. And it is just, you don't need to know ounces, cups, measurements, tablespoons. You can salt and pepper it to taste. Uh, My mom used to add honey to it sometimes. I actually add one can of (laughs) uh, diced green chilies. So to venture into the exotic section of the grocery store. I feel like if you were to add one package of meat, this would become just a one meatloaf. It's (laughs) casserole, corn casserole. casserole. (laughs) Oh my God, this is hilarious. Um, And so it's really, once you get those six ingredients down, it's just one of each of those. You whip it up, you put it all together, you bake it for like an hour and it's, I'm not joking you, exquisite. Like I actually am making two for separate people that I'm going to drop off at their houses this year. I have friends who are like making it. It's definitely not a family recipe, but it is so good. I feel like you should dub it as a family recipe. This sounds pretty... Fix family scalloped corn. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like... It does sound very appetizing. It doesn't sound appetizing. It sounds gross, but it tastes No, but like like when you picture it all loafed together. It's just a corny, delicious mix. But the Midwest has some of these little secrets up there. Like, so growing up in the Northwest, we were all about our vinaigrettes. We'd be like, oh, well, did you... Did you taste Paula's vinaigrette? And I'd be like, yeah, it tastes like fucking granola and her wool socks. Like, yeah, that's just what it was. And I, until I had friends that were from the Midwest and I experienced what real salad dressing tasted like. Um, oh, that's so which funny. Which was not salad dressing. It was sugar and Miracle and Whip. And Miracle Whip, yeah. I had no idea about this. I'm like, can you please that's, give me that's some coleslaw, more That's coleslaw dressing in I my house. I didn't know that, like, like, she, the gal that made it, she had made a seven-layer salad, 
Oh, to put the seven layer salad will also is also a recipe that you can request. I just was like, what the fuck is this shit? And I'm just sitting there slamming salad thinking like I'm being healthy. And then I'm like, no, I just ate like two pounds. of So funny because I didn't eat vinaigrettes till I moved to Seattle. No, I'm telling you, it's Northwest thing. It's everything's a vinaigrette. Like a vinaigrette was Italian dressing to me. And it's what it's like, would you like the house vinaigrette or the seasonal vinaigrette? Oh, so you're talking about Olive Garden. I hate Oh, maybe. <laughs> I'm just For kidding. You. No. <laughs> I was like, what? You're talking about Olive Garden salad dressing. Well, I was going to laugh because one of the actual recipes when we were talking about pulling recipes, I was going to pull my old-fashioned um, apple cider vinaigrette recipe. All it is is you make a honey vinaigrette and then add apple cider to it. Old-fashioned. It's, like, it's old-fashioned. You got to get, well, you got to get old-fashioned apple cider. It has to have chunks in it. All right. That's what makes it special. Just... I'm getting way too serious about this. No, 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 no. You're not at all. You're clearly passionate about it. We I just, just love we it. just put carbs and cheese and, and then put potato chips on top of it and bake it. And you guys are like, not unless it was plucked from Nana's tree <laughs> and <laughs> aged specifically. What was the chicken's name? <laughs> are we are we eating Hank or Henry? Tell us, tell us about your last recipe. Oh, my last recipe is called Cindy Dip, and this is also from the Midwest. She's I can from Michigan. attest that it is amazing, and once you guys hear it, you're going to realize that it's straight up from the Midwest. Can you also attest that you guys made fun of me forever about this this meal I brought until you started eating it, and then you were like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yep. I'm not going to deny that. So it's also dubbed as Debbie Dip because Audrey was like, can you make Debbie's Dip again or Double Decker Dip? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's basically cream cheese and then you just whip it in with a KitchenAid. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm hacking. It's all the vinaigrette I just had. <laughs> um, it's cream cheese. You want to put it in a KitchenAid and do the whole mixing thing. Um with like a half of a sweet onion, like diced up and like into the whipped cheese, cream cheese. I clearly could never be on a cooking show. No, this <laughs> is like, good. I'm using all hand motions, by the way. We, but a show, but a show actually uses a lot of hand motions. Yeah, and we're not filming this right now, which thank God, because I'm like literally like hitting her chandelier with my arms. Um, you, so you spread that out on a platter, and on top of that. You put diced shroomies, which are mushrooms, and if you want your party to lose their shit and find Jesus, you can give them special shroomies. The taste will be different. The, it'll be different, but otherwise I would recommend just like the white ones from Safeway. Um, diced green peppers, and then you put shredded lettuce on top of that. I like to use iceberg lettuce because there's no nutritional value and this is a midwestern and recipe midwestern, and we didn't so we, find out about spinach until 2006 yeah so we have to stick with the tradition <laughs> and then top that with shredded cheese um mostly if you're shopping in the you know in the safeways or wherever your grocery store just find shredded like mexican cheese i think is what they're calling it right it's just got like all of the really great flavors um and then drizzle hot sauce on top of it and then serve it with any kind of chip that is made for scooping. Scoops. If it's a scoops or if it's a Frito scoop, if, if it, all the special seasonings, whatever. If it's got a scooping mechanism fried into it, fucking dip that shit into that cheese and slam your face with it. And thanks, Cindy. It's the best dip.
I told you that my mom recently um, discovered tofu for the first time in her how, life. How's she doing? I think it might have, well, she hasn't tried it. She read about oh, it in a magazine. Okay. Um, I, I think, didn't think the Midwest had that I yet. think it just got there. Okay. But she told me about some recipes because I used to be vegetarian. And I told her, sure, I'll, I'll take the recipes. And she actually tore them out of the magazine and mailed them to oh, me. Oh, ma. Via the USPS. This podcast is in no way endorsed by the USPS, an independent agency of the executive branch of the United States federal government responsible for providing... Oh, God damn it. This podcast is in no way endorsed by the USPS, an independent agency of the executive branch of the United States federal government responsible for providing God fucking damn. This podcast is in no way endorsed by the USPS, an independent agency of the executive branch of the United States federal government responsible for providing postal service in the United States, including its insular areas and associated states, whose services I'm deeply obsessed with, but not endorsing us.